Hello, hello, happy fall everyone, it's Britt Stone, the Petite Polymath, and today we're going to be talking about The Book Eaters by Sunny Dean. Greetings everyone, so I think my last podcast was a couple of months ago. And a good friend of mine who listens to this podcast um, is getting over COVID at the moment. And she remarked that her last podcast that she listens to hadn't updated since August. With a, you know, an emoji that reminded me that I was that podcast. So here I am. Because I actually had read some fiction. I just hadn't made a new episode because I went on proper vacation Uh, And I was super slammed before I left for vacation, just didn't have the the time, didn't make the time, rather, to do this podcast. And now I've had figured why not, because I just had a very long day at work, and I should really be making something to eat for dinner, because I'm hungry, but I also am too lazy to make something for dinner at the moment. Who knows what dinner will be? This is actually a very poignant statement to make because this book we're going to be talking about is a consumption as in eating is a very important part of it so uh, without further ado the book eaters I where did I buy this book ah the bookshop on the east side I think I was meeting someone for some event oh yes Um, if you're a Nashville person so Sean Brock has a restaurant called Audrey And there's a sushi pop-up that he does there periodically called Yama, where he has um, fish that's flown in from Japan, and they do hand rolls and such. And so I'd signed up for the first one of those. And my friend Josh, who I grew up with, um, lives on the east side. And we have not seen each other, even though I've been here for a year, because life. But we caught up over sushi I don't even think he had any. I think I did. But I was already on the east side. And Nashville, to give you some context to this, it seems like I'm rambling, but there is a reason for this. There's a river that separates the city. And so I usually, if I want to go from one side to the other, I try to get over before rush hour traffic so that I'm not stuck trying to cross the bridge. So when I go to the east side, I do a bunch of different things while I'm there. Um... So I went to the bookshop, a lovely independent bookstore, and bought maybe three different books with the intention of taking them with me on vacation. But then, of course, you don't want to be taking hardback books with you out of the country because it takes up space, and then you have to bring them back. So I only took the book eaters with me, and I read it on the plane, and then I handed it to my buddy Alham so that she could read it, and I didn't have to carry it back. I, I doubt that she started it yet because she's probably busy at work as well. So this book um, is about a family of people. And I guess people would be the wrong term. Creatures. They are humanoid, but they uh, eat books. They eat books for food. They drink ink. They also can drink alcohol, actually, and they can get drunk. But, they, but food itself is not good for them. Like, it doesn't taste good. Books, however, have flavors, depending on, you know, what the genre is. 
And so the main character, I don't have the book Candy, so I can't tell you too many things, which is probably not a bad thing so that I don't spoil it for you. But the main character is a woman in this family, and apparently uh, they are having trouble with fertility. They don't have lots of women, which means that uh, there's not enough mothers to go around. And so there are these families kind of scattered throughout the world, living amongst humans, but often kind of off to their own, and, you know, their own communities or, or, or isolated. And, uh, and the girls are fed diets of, you know, fairy tales and children's books. Nothing with too much depth. Because what you ingest, you also remember. Okay? Um, and so you have to be careful with what you eat. Because if you eat the wrong thing, it actually impacts... Um, what your knowledge base is. And if you eat too much, you actually have too much information and then it can be hard to like identify pertinent and you know pieces of, of data that you actually need. Okay. So this main character is a woman. She um, is the only girl in a house full of boys. Her father is also quite possibly also her uncle. Um, and when the girls come of age, they become brides, and they get sent to other families um, in arranged marriages to be paired off with other men to have a child until that child is weaned, and then they go back to their respective uh, home. And I think there's to do this two or three times to give each new family, each family a child if possible, ideally another girl, because the girls are running out. What's interesting about this is uh, the families have a secret. There are these anomalies in this, in this group of, of creature uh, where their appetite is not for books, but it is for human minds. And they have to be kept under lock and key because their hunger is insatiable. And, I mean, you know, humans are going to pick up on it if you're eating human minds, right? And they don't just potentially, like, consume human minds. They also consume other of their creature, like that other of these humanoid beings' minds, if need be, as well. And when they do that, they take on the actual, like, personhood of whoever it is they consume, which is a setup for mental health issues. Uh, and so I just couldn't put the book down. It's set in England, in the moors of England. Um, and it's really kind of dealing with the subject of, or the subjects of, um, you know, the status quo, doing things the way they've always been done. Uh, the concept of, you know, of kind of censorship, and, and how certain people are, are allowed uh, carte blanche to information and other people aren't. The genderedness of this, of course, because women don't have a lot of control. And, and the women perpetuate this, this, these phenomena amongst each other. And even the men perpetuate this phenomena. Because, you know, you have these sons, and so they can either be 
uh, patriarchs who will take over these these compounds or or manors and and be landed gentry and will perpetuate their seed by having children with with the brides or there'll be knights and knights are sent out to kind of keep the peace and help barter matchmaking between the families and then these anomalies that eat human minds are called dragons and they are kept you know kind of away from everyone else and treated really kind of like animals uh the idea of there's a hierarchy in a certain group of people that is contingent on people not questioning the way things are and reinforcing that and the trauma of that is really compelling. Also, what ends up happening is this main character, and this doesn't spoil it at all, she, one of her children... Um, is a dragon, ends up, become, ends up being a dragon, and she is afraid for um, his life. So she runs with him. And so the idea of, like, what love does, you know, how people are compelled to protect someone they love and what ends they'll go to to do that and who they will destroy, how love maybe isn't... Um, as wholesome or lofty as maybe we like to think it is. Because if you're loving someone at the expense of someone else's misfortune, it's, it actually can be very ugly because it's twisted. Um, and, uh, and so I just, I couldn't put the book down. I really enjoyed it. I found it to be a very unique story and I am interested to see if they ever end up, you know, if the rights to this book are, are bought at some point and it turns into a movie because I could totally see it being a film or at least a short series. So we'll see. Um, otherwise, I don't think I have too much else to add at the moment. It's the fall and I love fall. It's my favorite season. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about, you know, what that means. And uh, as you know, as we head into October, I always am struck by the fact that before we know it, once Halloween comes, like that's the end of the year, and then there we are again, headed towards another year, which is crazy. And, um, and so much has happened in this last year, so, you know, cautiously optimistic is the jam. Um, I don't think I really have any other thoughtful things to add. Uh, so I might just end here so that I'm not just babbling on incessantly. Have a good week, everyone. Polymath is a podcast from the mind of Britstone. Take care, everyone. Bye for now.